Ah, yes, we are back finally here on MLB Morning Coffee, a production of the Athletes Unfiltered Podcast Network and recorded from the Ocean Avenue Studios in San Francisco, California. My sincerest apologies for the inconsistency in our recordings. Life has been crazy. I've been dealing with a lot of other things outside of this podcast, including my job and my health, but I am back. I am ready to go. And we are going to start doing this on the regular. So let's start off in Baltimore, where the Red Sox did battle with the Baltimore Orioles. Put a little trot on him is what he did. Drive down the right field line. That one hit over the corner. And that ball's out of here. And the Red Sox go back to back as J.D. stays. And it won't be the last of the nine-run games for the Red Sox. Fly ball, well hit right field deep, Santander, and there's another one. Into the stands for J.D. Martinez. His second home run today and his fourth of the season. I mean, this is getting ridiculous. And a nice little pass at the ball the other way. Ah, nice contact. The ball gets out of here. And the 0-2 pitch. Another drive. Oh, no. Out to center. Back it goes. That's a home run. J.D. Martinez with his third home run today. Three home runs for J.D. Martinez as he comes off of the COVID list. Red Sox pound Baltimore 14-9. After getting swept by the O's at home on opening weekend, the Red Sox have won six in a row. Pavetta gets the win. Six innings of four-run baseball, seven hits, three walks, and seven strikeouts. Lopez, the loss for Baltimore, seven runs on eight hits over four innings. One walk and four strikeouts. Red Sox hit six homers in this game, three of them from J.D. Martinez. Alex Verdugo hit his first, and Rafael Devers hit two. He has four now on the season. Our next stop is going to take you, and before we do that, Red Sox are 6-3, and three, Orioles are 4-5. and five. We go now to Pittsburgh, where we like to call this segment, Pitchers Who Rake. Line to right, oh, and a yes. fair ball! will score two and the Pirates lead three to one. JT's first career RBIs. A two RBI single from JT Brubaker. He went one for three with three RBI on the day. Not to mention he got the win for Pittsburgh, allowing one run on four hits in five and a third innings of work, one walk and four strikeouts. Pirates over the Cubs, seven to one. Pittsburgh three and six. Chicago four and five now on the season. Trevor Williams, the former Pirate, took the loss for the Cubs. He allowed five runs on ten hits in three and a third innings of work. Cubs managed just five hits in the game. They are hitting below 150 as a team currently. Homers in the game, the only run for the Cubs came from Javier Baez on a solo homer in the first inning. For Baez, that was his third of the season. Wilmer Defoe homered for Pittsburgh. That was his first of the year. Pirates 3-6, and six, Cubs are 4-5. and five. Onwards to Cleveland for the Tigers and the Indians. Nice hit right field. Ramirez scores. Rosario stops at third. And the throw goes to the backstop. Here comes Eddie. He scores. The ball's still bounding around the infield like it's pinball. Reyes in the second base. The Indians have scored two in the eighth. That front meal Reyes RBI was the capper. Reyes goes two for three in the ball game. 
Cleveland sweeps Detroit 5-2. Indians are 4-1 at home. They are 5-3 overall. Tigers are 3-6. Logan Allen picks up his first win of the year. Five innings of one-run baseball, just two hits allowed, three walks, and five strikeouts. Jose Hureña takes the loss for Detroit. Two runs on three hits in four and two-thirds innings. He walked five, and he struck out four in this ballgame. Class with the save for Cleveland, his second, as he pitched a scoreless ninth inning. Some highlights in the game. Eddie Rosario goes two for three with two runs scored. We already gave you from Mil Reyes' line. Cesar Hernandez had a critical RBI in the ballgame as well. Candelario and Ramos each go one for three with an RBI for the Tigers. It took extras to finish everything up in Tampa Bay, but the newest Yankee comes up big in the top of the 10th inning. 3-2. That one is looped into center field. That is going to be in there for a base hit in front of Phillips. Scoring is Hicks. And a big RBI single for Odor. And the Yankees take a 5-4 lead as Torres moves to third. The first RBI in a Yankee uniform for Rugned Odor. Yankees would go on to score three more runs in the top of the 10th inning as they best Tampa Bay 8-4. Yankees are 4-5. and five. Rays are 4-5 and five as they take two of three from New York at the Trop. Colin McHugh took the loss for Tampa out of the bullpen as he allowed four runs, just two of them earned on three hits in one inning. Aroldis Chapman the win for the Yankees as he pitched a scoreless ninth. Albert Abreu pitched the tenth in a non-save situation. Starters in this ballgame, Brent Honeywell makes his Major League debut. The famed Rays prospect knuckleballer went two scoreless innings. Michael Waka relieved him as he went four innings out of the bullpen. Homers in this ballgame, Gio Urshela hit his first. It was a two-run shot off of Waka in the third inning. For Tampa Bay, Mike Zanino hit his second. Randy Arozarena hit his second as well. Some key lines in this game, Gio Urshela, four for five with three RBI and a run scored. Mike Zanino, the only multi-hit game for Tampa as he went two for four with two RBI and a run scored. It also took extras to finish the ball game in Chicago, but let's take you to the ninth inning where the White Sox had a 3-2 lead, but Carlos Santana made them say, Oye, como va? Santana hits it well to center. Robert is back. Oh, He's all the way back, yes. and the game is tied. You got him. Carlos Santana picked a perfect spot to get his first hit of this road trip. Carlos Santana with a game-tying home run against Liam Hendricks in the top of the ninth inning to make it 3-3. Top 10 with runners at the corners. Garrett Crochet fields a bunt, throws it wildly home. Go-ahead run scores for Kansas City. They would win 4-3. Royals are 4-3. White Sox are 4-5. Starters in this ballgame, Mike Miner went four innings of one-run baseball for Kansas City. Dylan Cease went four and two-thirds of one-run ball for Chicago. Four hits allowed by him. Michael Kopech, the fireballer out of the White Sox bullpen, goes two and a third of hitless baseball with three strikeouts. Home runs in the game, Adam Eaton hit his second for Chicago. Carlos Santana hit his first for Kansas City. Nobody had multiple hits for the White Sox. They only had five hits in the ballgame total. Whit Merrifield and Kyle Isbell each went two for four for Kansas City. Merrifield off to a great start this year. He is now hitting 393 with a 424 on base percentage. Onwards to Minnesota, where the Twins had a 6-0 lead at one point in the ballgame. 
but that all changed very quickly in the later innings. Fly ball, right field, deep, 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 gone! There we go! Kyle Seager with a three-run jacket of Mariners have an 8-6 lead. Kyle Seager's three-run homer in the top of the ninth inning capped the comeback for the Mariners. They trailed 6-0 going into the top of the sixth inning. Mariners scored four runs in the top of the sixth inning thanks to a Kyle Seager solo homer and a Taylor Trammell three-run homer. Mariners got it to within a run on a fielder's choice ground out by Dylan Moore in the top of the seventh. Then in the top of the ninth inning against the closer for Minnesota, Seager hit the dagger, a three-run bomb. He goes four for four in the ballgame with four RBI and two runs scored, all of them coming on homers. Mariners edge the Twins 8-6. to six. Seattle is 5-4. and four. They take two of three games from Minnesota. Twins fall to 5-4. and four. Drew Steckenrider gets the win for Seattle out of the bullpen. He pitches a scoreless eighth inning. Alex Colome takes the loss, his second blown save, as he allows three runs on four hits in just a third of an inning. Rafael Montero picks up his second save for Seattle. Some other critical offensive lines. Luis Torrens goes two for five for the Mariners. Taylor Trammell, two for five with three RBI. J.P. Crawford goes two for four. Ty France, two for three with two runs scored. For Minnesota, Byron Buxton has gotten off to a scorching start to the season. He went three for four with four RBI and a run scored. He had a two-run homer, his fifth of the year, an early candidate for AL MVP. Nelson Cruz continues to stay hot as he went one for three with an RBI and two runs scored. Now to St. Louis, where the Milwaukee Brewers took it to the St. Louis Cardinals. Travis Shaw to right field. How far will it go? A monster shot for Travis Shaw. A three-run home run. And Milwaukee exploding here in St. Louis. And a big lead now of 7 to nothing in the second inning. Three-run homer there by Travis Shaw, his second in his return to Milwaukee. He goes one for two with three RBI, a walk, and two runs scored. Brewers pound the Cardinals nine to three. Milwaukee improves to five and four. St. Louis falls to five and four. Brewers take two of three from St. Louis at Bush Stadium. Brett Anderson picks up the win, his first of the year. The veteran lefty allowed one run on five hits in five innings, two walks, and one strikeout. Daniel Ponce de Leon lasts just an inning and a third. He allows seven runs on six hits. He walked four, gave up two home runs. The other homers in the game from Milwaukee came from Avasael Garcia, his second, and Manny Pena, his first. For the Brewers, Pena goes three for four with two RBI and a run scored. Everybody in the top five in the lineup had at least one hit for the Brewers. Two RBI in the game for Avasel Garcia, one for Dan Vogelbach, three for Travis Shaw, two, as we said, for Manny Pena, and Brent Anderson also contributed to his own cause with an RBI as well. Dean went two for four with two RBI for St. Louis. Onwards now to Texas, where the Padres only needed a pair of solo homers to beat the Texas Rangers. That is driven deep and far to left field, and Machado has left the ball yard. Manny Machado with his second home run of the year. The Padres obtain some insurance in the top of the ninth and take a 2-0 lead. 
You heard that solo shot from Manny Machado in the top of the ninth inning. Trent Grisham hit the other homer in the game for San Diego. Padres edge the Rangers 2-0. San Diego sweeps the three-game series from Texas at Globe Life Field. Craig Stammen picks up the win as he went three and a third innings out of the bullpen. One hit, no runs, one walk, and three strikeouts. Padres had to use seven pitchers in this ball game. Starter Adrian Morejon left in the first inning due to an injury. Mike Fultonevich took the loss for Texas. He allowed one run on just two hits, one of them being the homer from Trent Grisham. Three walks and three strikeouts. Again, seven innings of one-run baseball to take the loss. That is rough. Padres are 7-3, and three. Rangers are 3-6, and six. San Diego seems to be rolling along even without star shortstop Fernando Tatis Jr. Another team that is rolling right now is the San Francisco Giants, and they played long ball at home on Sunday against the Colorado Rockies. Dickerson, high drive, right center field, it is out of here! And the Giants lead one to nothing. Dickerson, second of the year. Second homer of the year for Alex Dickerson. Giants blank Colorado four to nothing. They sweep the Rockies at home. San Francisco is six and three. Colorado is three and seven. Anthony DeSclafani picks up his first win in a Giants uniform. He goes six innings of shutout baseball, six hits, one walk, and eight strikeouts. Fun fact, he said he warmed up to Frank Sinatra in the bullpen prior to the game. Looks like he's going to be warming up to Frankie every single game. Herman Marquez took the loss. Three runs on six hits in five and two-thirds, three walks, and seven strikeouts. For San Francisco, Brandon Belt also homered his first of the year. Lamont Wade Jr. goes two for three in his Giants debut. Evan Longoria goes two for four with two RBI. For Colorado, Rymel Tapia two for four, Trevor Story two for three. Those were the only multi-hit games for either team in this battle. We now head to Arizona where the Diamondbacks put a number on the Cincinnati Reds. That's in the gap. Here comes Escobar. Paven Smith makes it one nothing Diamondbacks. RBI single there for Paven Smith. Diamondbacks shut out the Reds 7-0. They take two of three from Cincinnati at home. Arizona improves to 4-6. Reds fall to 6-3, although I'll say Cincinnati is the early odds-on favorite in the National League Central. Luke Weaver was brilliant. He goes seven shutout innings, allows just one hit, one walk, and eight strikeouts. DeLeon takes the loss for Cincinnati. Six runs on eight hits in four and a third innings of work, three walks, and nine strikeouts. Reds managed just two hits in this game, which is a rarity considering how high-powered their offense has been through the first week-plus of the season. For Arizona, Van Meter goes two for two with three walks, an RBI, and a run scored. David Peralta hit a home run. He goes two for four with two runs scored and three RBI. Eduardo Escobar, two for five with two RBI and two runs scored. Nick Ahmed goes two for four in the game for Arizona. For Cincinnati, their only hits came from Eugenio Suarez and Kyle Farmer. Now to Los Angeles, where Clayton Kershaw put on a show, but it was Zach McKinstry who offensively drove the train for the L.A. crew. Swings away this time, lofts it to right center field, back towards the wall, and gone! Zach McKinstry, a two-run home run! He's driven in all three! 
McKinstry had all three RBI in the game for Los Angeles. That two-run homer you just heard put the Dodgers up 3 to nothing. They would win by that final. L.A., they've picked up right where they've left off. They are 8-2. and two. They sweep the series from the Nationals. Washington falls to 1-5. and five. L.A. had just five hits in the ball game. Washington had seven. Clayton Kershaw goes six innings of shutout baseball, five hits allowed, no walks, and six strikeouts. Dodgers did not issue a walk in this ballgame. Max Scherzer, the tough luck loser, six innings of one-run baseball, three hits, one walk, and five strikeouts. Kenley Jansen picked up his second save as he went a scoreless ninth inning. The only multi-hit game for the Dodgers was Zach McKinstry as he went two for three with that two-run homer and all three RBI. He scored one run. Starlin Castro went two for four for Washington. Trey Turner, three for four for the Nats. Our final game of Sunday was in Atlanta between the Phillies and the Braves, and it ended somewhat controversially. Didi pops that one into the opposite field. Ozuna's got it. Bohm's going to try it. Here he comes, and he's safe at the plate. Wow. On a shallow fly ball into left field. They roll the dice with Ozuna's arm, and Bohm is able to score on a bang-bang play at the plate. Upon replay review, at least from the perspective of the fans and the viewers of the television at home, Alec Bohm did not touch the plate, but after Major League Baseball went to the replay monitor, they apparently found no evidence that he didn't touch the plate, so the run was allowed to stand, and the Phillies edged the Braves 7-6. It's a call that's really buzzing all over the internet right now. It was pretty clear that Bohm did not touch the plate, and when you have replay, you mess up those calls sometimes. But for them to see all of the evidence that the viewers at home saw on Sunday Night Baseball and for them to uphold that call is pretty ridiculous. There was a call earlier in the week where the Mets got a walk-off hit by pitch because the umpire screwed up the call when Michael Conforto extended his right elbow into the strike zone. The umpire called it a strike and then ruled it a hit by pitch. It didn't matter if it hit him. The rule should have been that it's a strike because he leaned into the pitch, it was not called, and the Mets ended up winning that game. So, Major League Baseball's replay system isn't doing its job. The Mets-Marlins call is not reviewable, which is even more ridiculous in my opinion. But in any event, there's nothing that anybody can do about it now. The umpires screwed it up. The Phillies end up winning 7-6. to six. They improve to 6-3 and three on the season. Atlanta falls to 4-5. and five. Jose Alvarado picks up the save. He goes a scoreless eighth inning out of the bullpen. He is 2-0. and oh. Hector Neris picks up the save, his second, as he goes a scoreless ninth. Will Smith off to a rough start. He is 0-2 as he allowed the go-ahead run in the top of the ninth inning. Drew Smiley got the start for Atlanta. Five runs on five hits in five innings, no walks and three strikeouts. Matt Moore got the start for Philadelphia. Five runs on nine hits in five innings, no walks and five strikeouts. Homers in the game for Atlanta, Freddie Freeman, his fourth, Ozzie Albies, his first, Ronald Acuna hit his fourth. For Philadelphia, Bryce Harper hit his second, Didi Gregorius hit his second, and Reese Hoskins hit his second. That is it for our recap of Sunday, April 11th, 2021. Let's take a look quickly at today's ball games. 
So by the time you listen to this, one game will already have gotten going. Boston and Minnesota get started at 11.10 Pacific time in Minneapolis. 3.35 Pacific. San Diego is in Pittsburgh. Seattle is at Baltimore at 4.05 Pacific. Yankees at Toronto, although they're in Dunedin, Florida, at 4.07 Pacific time. 4.10 Pacific, Philadelphia at New York. Texas is at Tampa Bay at 4.10 Pacific time. Chicago is in Milwaukee at 4.40 Pacific time. Miami in Atlanta at 4.20 Pacific. Washington is in St. Louis at 4.45 Pacific. 5.10 Pacific time in Kansas City. Angels are at the Royals, 5.10 Pacific in Chicago. Cleveland at the White Sox, 5.10 Pacific in Houston. Detroit at Houston, 6.40 Pacific time in Arizona. The Oakland A's are at the Arizona Diamondbacks. And 6.45 Pacific in San Francisco, the Reds are at the Giants. That's it for this edition of MLB Morning Coffee, a production of the Athletes Unfiltered Podcast Network. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with a full recap of today's ball games. Also, I want to acknowledge something that happened on Friday that we weren't able to get to in the episode because I'm terrible and I somehow can't keep up with recapping every game in Major League Baseball. Congratulations to Joe Musgrove of the Pittsburgh Pirates as he throws a no-hitter against the Texas Rangers, the first no-hitter in the history of the San Diego Padres franchise. They were the last Major League Baseball franchise to record a no-hitter. And even more special for the first-year Padre as he grew up in El Cajon just outside of San Diego. So pretty darn special that Musgrove gets a no-hitter, the first in the history of the franchise for his hometown team. That's it. That's all. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day.